Hello, friends. Welcome to Fearfully and Wonderfully Me, a podcast designed to help you increase your influence, develop your leadership, and maximize your results. Today's podcast is all about decision making. Um, I, you know, so many people ask me for advice in a situation, and you know, I'm not big on giving advice, number one, because I never know your situation as well as you do, and there's so many variables, and, and you have so much more information than I do, so I, I really hesitate to actually just give advice in any situation. So what I wanted to do was was to do a podcast on on how to make those difficult decisions yourself. Because let's face it, if they're not a difficult decision, you're not struggling with making it, right? Um, you know, if it's if it if there's an easy and clear um, choice in whatever situation you're facing, you don't really have to wrestle with that or struggle with that too much. Where we run into problems is when sometimes both choices aren't great. You know, maybe there's just not like a clear winner and maybe they're just, they look pretty close to being, eh, neither one of them is gonna have the best outcome and, and yet you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place, so to speak. And so then you then you struggle with which one is the best one, there's not a clear winner. Um, maybe there's a downside to either choice. And so I wanted to, to talk through that um, because I know a lot of us face decisions, you know, it, it, as as women, as leaders, um, you know, as working professionals, just as parents even sometimes, we're, sometimes we don't know what's the right thing to do. And so I wanted to just kind of share some insight and a couple of points on um, that would maybe help guide you through some of those difficult decisions. And, you know, like any of my podcast episodes, there's not just one way, right? There's not just one uh, way to make a decision. This is just happens to be the way that that helps me. And so I wanted to share that with you. But what's so funny, if you get on, if you just Google decision making, um, you can come up with some 400 million hits on Google on how to make a decision. And you'll find things like seven steps to decision making. And there are three types of decision making and, and all of that. And, and honestly, I think that, that that's just way too complicated. I think that's way too complicated. So I like to keep things simple because I think if it's simple, it's easier for us to understand it and it's easier for us to apply it. So I wanted to break down kind of my process or my thoughts in just three key points here, uh, but it really just boils down to one and you'll see why in just a minute. So, you know, back in 2015, um, Mac and I had both, you know, stepped away from our respective careers, um, cashed in our 401k and, um, you know, we had really invested in ourselves and personal growth and invested in our business and, and developing leadership, speaking business and, and writing books and that kind of thing. And um, we, we were probably two years, uh, maybe a little more than two years into our journey in 2015. And we had really you know, we struggled. And, and if you've listened to some of my podcasts or read some of our books, you know, you know, we, we invested everything. We sacrificed a lot of things and we struggled the first couple of years because we had no, no clue. Um, probably like a lot of entrepreneurs, we had absolutely no clue. And we didn't know what we didn't know when it came to building a business on teaching and speaking on leadership. We didn't have a network. We didn't have, um, we didn't even really have social media. Um, network and and you know we didn't have podcasts we didn't have books and so 
we really were learning and growing. And um, at, at two, in 2015, we were still in that season of um, really learning and growing and how to be successful in that. And I remember it was June of that year, and we really had come to a realization that if we were going to continue this path and this journey, that we, number one, we needed to be in a bigger city. And number two, we needed to be closer to like a a major airport because, you know, we knew a lot of travel was coming and we knew that uh, every, you know, for every hour you live further away from a major airport, that's one less hour of your life that you have and uh, less energy that you can dedicate to to what you want to do. And it was a really, you know, it was a difficult decision for us in, in so many ways. But part of it was, you know, at that point we had, we'd pretty much sacrificed um, almost everything, you know, we quit having a regular salary. And um, certainly after I left the, the hospital world and I cashed in my 401k and, um, you know, we'd sold our cars and we drastically downsized our lifestyle. And that was okay. You know, those were sacrifices that we were very glad to be able to make because we believed and still believe so wholeheartedly in what we were doing. But, you know, when we bought the house that we were living in at the time, I mean, I thought I would retire in that house, you know, and and it really was a, a place of um, security, I think, and a place of place of rest um, for us, you know, for a lot of different reasons. And I think for a lot of people too, having a home that that you buy with the expe- expectation of of you know retiring and living out your life in, it almost feels like a little bit of security. And in June of 2015, we realized that um, living in a smaller town was was holding us back from growing the business. It was holding us back from reaching a bigger geographical area. It was holding us back in a lot of different ways. And that, you know, that's a difficult decision. When we come to that point, we realize that if we wanted to stay there, it would mean that we weren't wholeheartedly into this leadership journey, right? And and kind of the down or the the upside of that is realizing that if you are wholeheartedly on that journey, you do have to make some sacrifices. And I say that's an upside because it's kind of at those defining moments that you really figure out how serious you are, right? A lot of us want to set goals and have dreams and visions. We want to write a book or start a business or um, go back to school and get an MBA. Whatever our goal is, you know, we like to dream about that. And it's satisfying to, to set goals, but it's only when the going gets tough that you find out how committed you are, right? Because you can set little goals and those don't require a lot of commitment, but the bigger goals always require more sacrifice. And in June of 2015, you know, we'd already sacrificed a lot of our, um, our certainly our leisure time, you know, because we were always investing in ourselves and, and trying to grow and grow our business. And so we were working harder than ever and trying our grow, to grow ourselves. And we, you know, sold our cars and, and downsized. And, and there were some ramen noodle months, you know, as we learned to, to grow through that season. And, you know, here we were faced with another 
I would say it's a defining moment because in that instance, for me, certainly, and Mac would probably tell you the same, but you know, during that moment, those defining moments, we find out our level of commitment to something, you know, whatever we're, we're passionate about. It's easy to say you're passionate about something, but you know, if you, if you look up the meaning of the word passion, it really comes down to, um, uh, you know, to suffering for something. And when you are passionate about it, there are going to be sacrifices. There is going to be some suffering for it. Now, you don't mind it because you are passionate about it. But make no mistake, it, when you get passionate about something, it is going to cause you to sacrifice something else. That's that's the beauty of it. But that's also... Um, that's also the other face of it is there are sacrifices. So three things when it comes to facing those difficult decisions and defining moments, because they do define you, right? If you, if, if Mac and I had chosen in 2015 not to move from the small town we were living in, not to sell up our house and move to uh, an apartment, it would have been a defining moment because it would have, number one, we would have always known that we were not completely committed to our journey of, of building this business and, and speaking and teaching on leadership, right? Because what we won't sacrifice, um, controls us in a lot of ways. And so it definitely would have defined our journey differently. I guarantee you, we would not be in the same place that we are today with regard to traveling all over the United States and speaking, because there's no doubt that that decision as tough as it was, um, and we did decide to sell the house and put it up for sale and, um, and, and move to a bigger city. We moved to, near Atlanta, got a, a lease an apartment. And let me just tell you, we are not apartment people. <laughs> and we figured that out really quickly. I'd never lived in an apartment before. And, um, we had a family with, I think five kids living above us. And of course, you know, well, with what we do, we both have home offices and we are home a lot um, if we're not out speaking and traveling. And, you know, the kids running around overhead were just, you know, they're just being kids. They certainly didn't mean to um, interfere with our book writing or anything like that. But, but it's definitely distracting when you have what sounds like a small herd of elephants um, thumping above your head as you're, as you're trying to do things like record podcasts and write books. And, um, it was, you know, it was just a totally different, um, totally different environment from what we had been used to having our own house and, and having, you know, in a, a, in that house, we had both had our own offices and we had a spare bedroom. So we had more space and of course we had a pool and, and so, you know, we totally had to sh shift our environment when we moved to that apartment. Nothing wrong with the apartment. Um, it was very nice and we were very blessed to, to have it, but it drastically challenged us. And, and, you know, we consider that one of our sacrifices, um, in selling our house and, and moving and, but it was a defining moment. There's no doubt that that move accelerated us. Um, I think for me, it, it eliminated some distractions um, it forced me to get outside my comfort zone. I, I tell people anytime you, I don't know how people would move to a new city back before there was GPS. I, I think I would have gotten lost 8,000 times um, when we moved to a bigger city because, you know, I'd been living um, in that small town for so long, living in, we used to live in Auburn. 
And I, you know, I knew all the streets and the roads. I didn't have to think about it. But when we moved here, everything took more energy. So it, it definitely defined our journey differently. And that's the thing about decisions like that, right? The, the little decisions don't challenge us. It's the big decisions because regardless of whether there is or isn't a, a very clear choice, they're all they're going to have different outcomes and a lot of times we're afraid of those outcomes okay so here we go i think i said this already but three things when it comes to difficult decisions um number one don't get your advice from facebook i don't care if you are thinking about a career change or uh, whether you should have kids or who you should marry or whether you should start your own business don't get on Facebook or Instagram or social media and ask your social world for advice. And here's why. It's not that they don't care about you, but you want to get advice from people who have traveled the journey you want to travel, right? Don't just ask everybody in the world for input or um, feedback on a big decision in your life. Because guess what? It's your life and nobody else cares about it as much as you do. Nobody. Your mom doesn't care as much as you do. Your next door neighbor doesn't care as much as you do. They care, absolutely, if they care about you, but they don't care as much as you do because it's your life. So don't jump on social and say, hey, should I do this or this, right? If it's a big decision, you absolutely can, can and should perhaps seek advice from a trusted mentor, someone who's traveled the journey that you want to travel, someone who's done what you want to do successfully, right? Because we can learn from that. There's nothing wrong with that. But be careful who you ask for advice, right? Because people, people aren't as invested in your goals and dreams. And a lot of times, what makes sense for you is not doesn't appear to be the best decision in other people's eyes. And, you know, I guarantee you there are people if in June of 2015, when Mac and I were thinking about selling our house and moving to a small apartment, I guarantee you there are people who thought we were crazy. There are people who probably thought already thought we were crazy for, you know, leaving a steady and secure job and a secure salary and, and jumping off into a, a world of becoming a speaker and author. I, I guarantee you there were friends who thought we were crazy or that we wouldn't be successful. And so if we had asked those people for advice, they would have told us not to do it, right? Because they didn't have the same dreams and goals um, and, and passion that we did. So don't get your advice from Facebook. Absolutely. Look around for a trusted mentor. Get a, get a book from someone who's walked your path. If, if that's the only source of um, good advice you can find, then, then learn from those minds. You know, there's so much information out there. We have the ability in this day and age to learn from the best of people in any of our fields, right? Learn from those people and then build on that. Um, number two, don't wait too long. Don't wait too long. You know, th the problem with difficult decisions is that sometimes we don't see a clear outcome. And so we just put off making any choice at all. And we put it off and we put it off. And really in putting it off and not making a decision is a, is a decision in and of itself, right? We're just deciding not to take action. And most of the time that gets us in a worse situation um, than than either decision. Um, 
You know, I I heard several, several years ago, I heard someone share um, a really good decision-making question. And this is what I meant when I said earlier about there's not really three steps to decision-making. There's just one. Here's the one. Ask yourself this question. Will what I'm about to do move me in the right direction? Is this path going to move me forward, right? And so like in June of 2012, when Mac and I were talking about selling our house, all we had to do was say, is selling our house and moving to at least an apartment going to move us in the right direction relative to our goal of building this speaking leadership, speaking and teaching business? And the answer was yes, it was, it was yes. Ask yourself that question, whatever decision you're considering, is what I'm about to do going to move me forward? Now, that is that question means you've got to know where you are and where you're going. Yes. But I, I think you probably already know those things or you wouldn't be struggling with a decision about how to get there. Is what I'm going to do going to move me forward? And if the answer is no, don't do it. I, I That might seem like I shouldn't have to say that, but, but how many times do we know something would help us move forward and we we still don't want to do it right and that brings us to number three don't delay action right don't delay action making the decision honestly making the decision is the easy part carrying through on it is where the difficulty lies and a lot of times a lot of times I would say that we often kind of know what decision is the right one but we don't like doing it Right, maybe we don't want to do it because there are going to be some some um, downsides to it, or maybe we don't like doing it because it's going to take time and energy, um, and most of us are impatient, right? But a lot of times, our intuition, gut feeling, if you want to call it that, um, you know, a lot of times we we pretty much know what would what would help us move forward, but but we don't always want to do it, and that's an entirely separate um, podcast. We could talk a whole hour on how to overcome that. I don't want to, but I'll give you a tip here. Um, we, when it comes to taking action on something, most of the, especially if it's something that we really don't want to do, right? That's the discipline part. But, but when it comes down to that, we have to dislike the problem or the current state more than we dislike the solution. And so what I mean by that, I'll give you an example. Let's say I want to lose 10 pounds. And, you know, there's not any secret to to losing weight. If I need to lose 10 pounds, I need to exercise more and or eat less, right? Or eat better. But I don't necessarily want to do that, right? I might know if my goal is to to lose 10 pounds, I should not eat those donuts in the office break room, right? Yeah, we we already know that. But I have to dislike the current state more than I dislike the solution. So I have to dislike the state of feeling like I need to lose 10 pounds more than I like the solution of eating a salad for lunch instead of a... Um, a yummy slice of pecan pie and um, a giant bowl of macaroni and cheese or, or whatever it is that you enjoy, right? I have to dislike the problem more than I dislike the solution. Because if the solution is 
you know, exercise more and eat better. I don't necessarily like to eat better or exercise more, but I've got to dislike the problem more. And so sometimes just thinking about why, why am I carrying through on this action or this decision? Um, what's it going to get me, right? Think of some of the benefits and those absolutely can help you um, keep that front and center in your mind. And, and that's helpful in driving behavior. But don't delay action too long, right? The longer, the law of diminishing intent says the longer we wait to do something that we know we should take action on, the less likely we are to do it. The longer we wait to do something, it sounds really, really good when you hear this podcast and you're like, man, I need to take action on this. And it's going to sound a little less good by Friday. And by Monday, you will forget all about it unless you take action. So don't wait. Don't wait. I once um, heard John Maxwell speak um, at one of the sessions I attended of, of his leadership trainings. And um, he he talks about he went through a season of, of learning to take action and and how he drives himself to take action. He says, you know what? I just, I focused on three words. Do it now. Do it now. He said, I would wake up in the morning going, do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. He said, I'd go through the day. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. I go to bed thinking, do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Right. And he said, and that almost created a, a sense of urgency to just, when I know I can take action, I need to do it right now. Do it now. Do it now. Don't wait. Because the longer we wait, the easier it is to put it off and put it off and put it off. And we are so good. We are masters. I know I am. I am a master at creating excuses for why I don't want to do something or shouldn't do something. I can remember when I was in um, grad school and I was having to write you know, essays and, um, we had some pretty long, they called them directed studies, but it was like a, I mean, it was like a 20 page opinion paper that it would give you like five questions and you'd have to write almost an op-ed on it. And, um, and I didn't like doing those things. They were just, they didn't really interest me most of the time, but you had to do it. That was, that was worth a, a full credit hour or maybe two or three. And I would sit down to do my essay or my directed study and then I would suddenly become very interested in doing laundry. Now, I don't even like to do laundry, but laundry was more exciting than schoolwork. And so I would think of reasons to put off the schoolwork. Oh, I need to get up and fold those clothes. Oh, let me go. I need to mop the floor, right? We are masters at creating excuses for why we shouldn't do something right now. Just just do it. Because the longer you wait, the less likely we are to do it. So don't wait. Just just go. Um, and honestly, I, I talked about in uh, last week's episode on willpower, right? It, tackle your big, most important things first. So do it now, do it now, do it now. Don't delay action. Once you've made a decision, you already know what to do. Now you just have to do it, right? I know it's easy to make that decision and doing it is the, the hard, the hard part. Um, wanted to leave you with um, just a, a couple quotes here. Michael Marks said, Decision-making and problem-solving are not the same. To solve a problem, one needs to find a solution. To make a decision, one needs to make a choice. And um, Izzy Odiais said, Always make decisions that prioritize your inner peace. Right. A lot of times there might not be a very clear answer, but when you think about it, is this going to take me forward to where I want to go? That's going to bring you peace. You may not like all of the um, 
the consequences because see we always are free to to make our choices we just don't always get to choose the consequences but weigh the consequences write them down if you have to but but just ask yourself is what i'm about to do going to move me in the right direction is this going to bring me peace is this going to take me where i want to go right and then the answer should be pretty clear until next time Hey friends, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode on decision making. Um, if you did, and if you got some some valuable information or some nuggets or or even just one tip that you can use to apply to your own situation in decision making at home, at work, um, in your life, do your friends and family a favor. Screenshot it, post it on social, and share it with those around you. Because if you found something valuable in here, Go on and share it with others because, you know, the thing is we want to be a river. When it comes to learning and growing, we want to help others learn and grow right along with us. Until next time.